just in case you're wondering, I truly believe that this morning we catch a glimpse of what Jesus died, bled, buried, and rose again for. The church, the ecclesia, his called out people. Not one particular mouthpiece, but many. Not one gifting that's highlighted, but many. Things are happening. God is using people simultaneously. Things that you don't even know about that's happening in this room. Because there is a freedom and an expression of what it looked like when Jesus said, if you want me to teach you how to pray, this is how you pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. And I truly believe that even this morning, there are testimonies of miracles that will come forward. And the amazing part is, it wasn't no preacher that laid hands on them. But it was the body of Christ active, alive in this place. You may be seated all over the house. If you're doing ministry, keep doing ministry. I do have a word from the Lord that I have to share with you all this morning. Because I know some of y'all would rather shout and go home. Because if you do that, then you don't give the Holy Spirit no chance to work. And you get to leave the same way you came in. The only difference is you shouted a little bit. Somebody say, I need the word this morning. I want to I tiptoe into this word this morning. I'm going to go in lightly. It'll get thicker as we go on. I want to start a new series, a teaching series this morning that I am entitling Faithful. Everyone say, Faithful. I'll say that I have not done, and as, as, as the leader of Dominion Church, under the headship of Christ, I will say that I have done an inadequate job on leading this ministry in the terms of teachings on faith. I am a, I'll be honest with you, I'm an extreme measure of a man of faith. And I live by faith so much, I'm often in error that I don't turn around and teach you about it because I expect you to catch it like I had to catch it. Do you hear what I'm saying? But the Lord began to quicken my spirit this last week, week and a half. And I released a prophetic word uh, a couple weeks ago. I said, hey, hold on, we're in a season of warfare. But April 22nd through the 24th, he said, there is coming a lift for the shift. And then God began to deal with me about the fact that there are those of you that need to understand that there are seasons to battle, there are times to build, but then there are opportunities to believe. And so prophetically in this moment right now, I want to shift this whole house, house by my mouth. You ready? I am declaring that we are no longer in a season of battle. I said the battles are over. The bat, my God, I feel that the battles some of y'all been going through, they're over. But watch, watch, watch. I have further instruction. But I want you to know that it's not yet time to build. It's not yet time to build. But watch this. But God said, I am calling you to a moment to just believe. 
I ain't got a battle in this season. I ain't got a build in this season. I am stepping into a moment just to believe that God is who he says he is. And the greatest moments of our, of our walk and of our faith are in the moments when we're not warring. It's in the moments when we're not working. But it's in the moments like Moses said, he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. All you got to do in this moment is just believe me. Just believe me. Just believe me. The Bible teaches that faith is the only approach that we have to God. The Bible teaches that no man's sins are forgiven, no man goes to heaven, and no man has the assurance of peace and happiness until he has faith in Jesus Christ. And so over the next several weeks, I will be teaching on the concept of fueling your faith so that we can be a people, watch this, that are full of faith to remain faithful. Did you hear what I said? The reason why, how we get unfaithful in the things of God is we lack the fullness of faith. We quit believing. And when we quit believing, all of a sudden we start dissipating. We start slowing down. We start backtracking on our walk. I love what Gerald said this morning. He said, he said, it wasn't relationship. I fell out of fellowship. Come on, somebody. I don't want you to stand. I just want you to sit and just hear the word of the Lord this morning as I teach. Hebrews 11 and 6 said, and I'm going to read it out of two different translations. First out of the NIV says, and without faith. It's impossible to please God. Because anyone that comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Hebrews 11 6 out of the New King James says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We ask you that our ears may be open for faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the reading of God's word. God, as your word comes alive in this atmosphere, so allow our hearts to be receptive to receive the measures of faith that you will be dropping into our hearts, minds, and souls in moments like this. That, God, we may be a people of faith, that we may be faithful because we are full of faith. God, we ask simply that over these next several weeks, God, that as you pour out, God, your word, our faith will increase. Our enemies will be scattered. And God, we will see miracles, signs, and wonders like we have never seen before simply because we believed. Not because we battled, not because we built, but because we simply believed on the name of Jesus and that you are a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. God, we call these things forward now in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. Because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, we receive salvation. But everything else in your life only comes by faith. Did you catch what I said? 
Because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, we receive salvation. But everything else in this walk only comes by faith. Faith is one of those things that is not optional. Here, ready? If you don't have faith, you don't please God. If you don't have faith, you cannot please God. The only way to live a life that is pleasing to God is to live a measure of faith. We live in a culture, though, that if you were to ask people, how do you please God? Many people would say things like, well, if I serve him, he'll be pleased. They would say things like, if I do what he says, he'll be pleased. They say things like really biblical sounding, if I love the Lord with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul, for surely he'll be pleased. They would say things like, if I do great works in his name, then he will be pleased. See, culturally when it comes to faith, we have a fruit problem. See, every one of those answers above is not wrong. But here's the problem, it's fruit. See, it is the fruit of faith that I will serve God because I believe him. See, it is the fruit of faith that I will do what God says because I believe in him. See, it is the fruit of faith that I would love the Lord with all my heart, mind, soul because I believe in him. It is the fruit of faith that I say that I would do great things in his name because I believe in the power of his name. So culturally, we have a fruit problem in the church that what we have done now in the church, we have people that are now running, or they're not running on empty on works. Watch this. But now they're running on empty on faith. And so now you got people doing the work. But all the while they're missing the worth because they're doing it just to say that they're doing it, but they're not believing God. My God, they're not believing him while doing it. See, not running empty because of no fruit, but running empty because of no root. You try to grow something after you've severed the root system. Can I teach this morning? It will look like it's holding its fruit for a little while. Bring that fern back up here, Mama Angie, you took. I looked at those ferns this morning. I said, them things, them poor things are done. They dusty. You ain't got to go get them if they out there. Here, I'll show you though. You ready? That's part of the ferns. Why? Because they dusty. Why? Because look at, watch this now. Nobody's tended to them. My God, I'm about to prophesy with a fern this morning. Listen to me. Some of you, this is your life. You ready? You look good on the outside, but you're so dry, you falling apart anytime something shakes. My God, anytime something shakes you, anytime something. Because it's not a fruit problem, it's a root problem. And in the church, culturally, what we've done is we've just tried to make the fruit look pretty. But God is saying, I want to deal with the root of this thing. Where is your faith? We can build and we can battle and still not believe. We 
can do many great works. Watch this. Jesus said this. Many, many will come to me on that day and say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Watch this. The emphasis that some of y'all already missed was when he said, Lord, Lord. You would say Lord if you were talking in a general case. But the Lord, Lord was a specific. In other words, your lordship is no longer in question. I know who you are. He said, many will come to me on that day and say, Lord, Lord. In other words, they will really be talking about the real Jesus. They will really have been doing some ministry in the name of the real Jesus. Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Cast out devils and do many wonderful works in your name. And he'll say, depart from me for I never knew you. Watch this. Not a fruit problem. A root problem. It's real quiet in the house of the Lord. See, every one of those answers was not wrong. But what was wrong is the fact that we are so focused on the fruit that we are not allowing the fixation of the root. Hebrews 11 and 6 says this. But those that come to him must believe that he is. He is. Pull it up, y'all. Come on, media. Stick with me this morning, y'all. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, but those that come to him must believe that he is, comma, comma. Everyone can stop and take a breath. He is, breathe. He is, breathe. He is, breathe. And then it says, and. In other words, he is is the end all be all. It ain't going to tell you anymore because there's an and that says and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Watch, ready? I think part of the reason why the church doesn't see the miraculous like we long to see is because we believe that healing is what God does. But the true faith says that healing is who he is. <laughs> See, when God sent Moses into Egypt, Moses asked him, who do, you, who do I say sent me? When they asked me, who sent me, who do I tell them? Exodus 3 and 13 records the instruction. It says, then Moses said to God, indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? Here you go. You ready? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Hebrews eleven six 6 says that we must believe that God is. Exodus 3 said that when you come to him, you got to recognize that he is is I am. Watch this. How does it all tie together? He is. You ready? He is the bridge over troubled waters. He is the lily of the valley. He is the prince of peace. He is the bright and shining morning star. He is. Watch this. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am. He said, I am it. I am healer. I am provider. I am director. I am the conqueror. I am it's not what I do. It is who I am. So he who comes to God must believe that he is. And 
Once you find out who he is, he will reward those that diligently seek him. In other words, the proximity of promise comes on your ability to acknowledge. You will only get as much of God as your little heart can be faithful in. Some of you have not received healing, not because God is not healer, but because you are asking him for healing that he already gave. Isaiah 53 said, ah, come on, by his stripes, we are healed. It didn't say he will heal. It didn't say he can heal. It said you already are healed. And now by faith, you need to reach out and receive it. I didn't come to talk to you about what a God can do. I came to preach to you about who a God is. See, is, I am. Guess what they are? They're both character words. Somebody say character. (laughs) See, what faith looks like, it's not believing in God for what he does. Faith looks like believing in God for who he is. See, we must take God at his word. The Bible says that he watches over his word to perform it. It says that that God is not man, that he shall be able to lie. John 17 said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is the truth. The Bible says that God, since since the beginning, began to frame the worlds into existence by his word. Everything that we are seated in, everything we are walking in, is the framework of the word of God. The logos and the rhema combined together to manifest this realm that we are living in. But watch, 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 watch. See, we call the devil a liar but we treat God like he's one. The devil is a liar, but you treating God like he is one. I just don't know if God wants to heal me. You say, oh, he's stepping on my toes. Listen, I ain't here to step on your toes. I'm here to step on your heart. Because our hearts have to come in line with the word of God. That we've got to believe that God is who he says he is. And that he is a rewarder of those that do. Because without faith, we can't please God. You ready? Let me tell you something else. You can't be a people pleaser and a God pleaser. Because your faith will challenge the fakeness of the people around you. Did you catch what I said? Your faith will challenge the fake around you. Mm. Is and I am are both character words. Let me show you what faith looks like. I got a video I want to show you. Y'all ready? Show this video real quick. Man, God be speaking to me sometimes through YouTube videos on Publishers Clearhouse. Show no idea, although I think she's going to figure it out pretty fast. Put that phone down, Crystal. Do you know what's going on right now? You just won $5,000 a week forever. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. What would you tell everybody out there who's been entering? 
Y'all hear Chris, crying Crystal? Keep entering and keep the faith. <laughs> Crystal was crying. But here's what I had a challenge about. God told me this morning, he said, go on YouTube, search Publishers Clearinghouse. This is the first video I came across. I said, swipe. Because crying Crystal said, keep entering and keep the faith. But here's what Holy Spirit spoke to me. Why was Crystal crying? Crystal had a check that was this big that said $5,000 a week for life. Crystal can't cash that check. But Crystal was crying over a check that was this big that she couldn't cash. Why was Crystal crying over a check she couldn't cash? Because of the character of the people that gave her the check. The character of Publishers Clearinghouse, they have a reputation of giving checks to people and when they gave them to them, People cry and they get excited. Why? Because they know that Publishers Clearinghouse is going to do what they said they would do. I got something better than a $5,000 check. I got something bigger than a $5,000 a week check. I got something that if I'll just believe it, ah, if my God is who he says he is, if he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him, some of y'all ought to start reading the word and start crying, saying, my God, what he did for one, he'll do for another. Why was Crystal crying? Because of the character. What did he say? Hebrews eleven six. He is. What did he say in Exodus 3? I am. He was talking about his character. I am a rewarder of those that diligently seek me. But yet we get so much more excited over the natural, and we miss the significance of the spiritual. See, she was crying when they gave her the check. Though she couldn't cash it, she still knew what it represented. Can I talk to some people that God's given you a check, and sometimes it feels like you can't cash it. I want you to know it's not that you can't cash it. It's just that the time of its manifestation hasn't come to pass yet. The check's still good. The money's still in the bank. God is who he says he is, but you got to believe that he is. Believe that he is. Hebrews 11 and 1 says that now faith. Somebody say now faith. It's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. My God, if that's not faith. That we get things now that are substantial. They're substance. They, we can feel them sometimes. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all got words in your life. You know what? That is substance. My God. 
Some of you got prophecies over your life. What is that? Substance. Some of y'all been to the altar, been prayed for, things were spoken, things were released. What is that? Substance. You could feel it. You've cried over this thing. You fasted over this thing. You prayed over this thing. Substance. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. But watch this. The evidence of things not seen. I want to close with five characteristics of faith. I'm going to share these five characteristics of faith and we're all going to go home and we're going to live this thing. Did you hear what I said? If you're taking notes, write this down. The first thing that you need to know about characteristics, if we're going to talk about character, let's talk about it. The first characteristic of faith is that faith has ears. Come on, do you hear what I'm saying? Faith has ears. Faith hears what other people say. (laughs) Faith hears what other people don't hear. Faith has the ability to go beyond the auditory of sounds. In other words, it has the ability, watch this, faith can hear things that cannot be heard with the natural ear. Watch, watch, watch. Faith allows you to comprehend and to understand. How? By hearing. You don't just hear it with your natural ears, but when faith is active in a person's life, faith begins to hear what other people do not hear. (laughs) It's not just sounds that you hear, but faith will often connect you with things in the spiritual realm that connect with your spirit. I'm talking about sounds that make your baby leap. I'm talking about sounds that make you feel filled. I'm talking about sounds that precede a manifestation. That before there's ever a sight, there's a sound. See, I believe that Noah, by faith, built a boat. But before he ever built the boat, he heard the instruction on how to build the boat. See, by faith. By faith, Abraham, not knowing where he was going, journeyed to a land afar off. So by faith, he received instruction. He heard, get up and go before he got up and went. The second thing that you need to know about the characteristic of faith, you ready? Faith is not in the future. See, it's not in the future. That's hope. (laughs) Now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, 1 Corinthians 13. A lot of times in the church, we get faith and hope mixed up, but if you are expecting something in the future, that's hope. You're saying, I'm just trying to keep the faith. No, 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 you're trying to keep the hope. I don't know what y'all did on the house, but turn me down. Faith is not in the future, because if something's in your past... That's called an experience. But it does not require faith because it's already done. Do you hear what I'm saying? Somebody say testimony. All right, all right, all right. Faith has to be used right now. Hebrews 11 said, now faith. Go back to Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith. Not tomorrow faith. Not yesterday's faith. But faith is not in your future. Faith is right now. Faith day by day. Moment by moment. Minute by minute. I'm living in faith right now. Right now I'm in faith. 
So now faith. How do we not quit? Because I got faith for right now. How am I not backing up? Because I got faith for right now. Do you know where you're going? No, but I don't care because I got faith for right now. Do you know how it's going to work out? No, I'm not concerned with that. I got faith for right now. And God is working right now. Don't worry about your future. Don't worry about your yesterday. But learn to embrace God in your now. That's how you live by faith. Now, right now, now, now. When now? Now. Now. I need God in my now. Because if I have him in my now, he'll always be in my next. Mm. The third characteristic of faith is this. Faith has a language. (laughs) Faith speaks. You ever get around somebody with some faith? You know how they got faith? Because it drips from their lips. You get around people of faith and all of a sudden they start telling you what they're believing God for. Next thing you know, you believe in God for something. You start saying things like, well, if God did it for them, he can do it for me. I know this preacher, cross town, him and his wife, they've been through adversity after trial. Their marriage has been hit. Their kids have been hit. Their jobs have been hit. Their ministry got hit. Matter of fact, he got fired from his first church. He was so bad at it. But I, I, I've sat down. I talked to him one time, and he told me about how God took him out of a field and began to provide for him in supernatural ways. I met this man, and he talked about how God took everything the enemy intended for evil and turned it around for his good. I came to tell somebody that when you get around people with faith all of a sudden your baby starts to leap and you said if God can do it for them he can do it for me see faith has a language faith not only hears faith speaks faith does not deny reality but often faith talks and speaks the opposite of reality Some of y'all been called crazy. I won't call you crazy. I'll say you're full of faith. Some of y'all saying things like, I know that by his stripes, I'm healed. I know that God is going to save my marriage. I know that the bankruptcy wasn't the end. I know that the move is working in my favor. I know that it may look like distance, but it's God's destination. I know that when you start speaking by faith, it will deny everyone else's around you reality. Listen, don't get around people that want to put your fire out. Here you go. You want a word? Here's your word. Some of y'all, the only reason why you ain't seen it manifested yet is because God's waiting for you to cut your circle loose. He said, when you get rid of negative Nancy, no pun intended, when you get rid of doubting Deborah, when you get rid of, uh, 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 of all these people around you that want to talk junk about your dream, oh, do you hear me? I think there's a Joseph in this house this morning that God has shown you something. God has spoken something to you. You got to get rid of the brothers that are trying to kill you so God can take you and elevate you. Hmm. 
See, your faith has a language, has the ability to speak, but it will often speak uh, what's opposite of everyone else's reality. God looks at situations and does not call them like they are. (laughs) You want to know why and how I know that? Because God didn't call me like I am. God called me to who he made me to be. See, when you live in faith with God, God will never deal with where you've been, even where you are. But he will deal with where you are going. And watch this, watch this. He will speak from that place. Gideon was in a pit in the bottom of a wine press. The angel of the Lord appears to him. He's down there worrying and hiding because he feels like everything around him is about to be taken. But you know that the word of the Lord was, Oh, mighty warrior, the Lord has need of you. In other words, I'm not calling you for where you are. I'm calling you in with 300. Gideon got up. He led an army that took thousands by force. Because God will never speak from where you are or where you've been, he will always be, have the ability with the language of faith to speak about where you are going. Faith has the ability to say what we're going to see. That's the language of faith. We don't talk about what we see. Faith is, is, is not directly connected to sight. Watch this, but sight is directly connected to faith. You will see what you say. You know, let me, let me share something. This is, here, let's have a little family meeting, okay? We'll just pause, pause church service real quick. If you're a first-time visitor, I apologize. Not really, though. <laughs> you know, I was talking to somebody recently, and they were telling me uh, about, you know, they said, yeah, we, we love Dominion. We love what God's doing there. They said, man, we've received some scrutiny for going there. I'm like, oh, you really are part of the family then. Um. They said, yeah, we, we was at this other church and we had, you know, told them that we, we were going to think about coming here. And they said, oh, you don't want to go to that church. No, no, no. It's a cult. And the reason why it's a cult is because they got this little chant they put up on the screens when it's offering time. They all sit in there and they chant at offering time. The only reason why you hate it is because we are seeing what we are saying. It ain't vain talking. It's real. It's real. It's real. That's the only reason why you hate it. That's the only reason why you hate it. Because faith has a language. Faith speaks and it don't just say it. It sees it and then seizes it. Sit down, sit down, sit down. I'm trying to. You ready? You ready? You ready? My God, hey, hallelujah. Faith speaks what it hears. It's my fourth point. Faith speaks what it hears. You have to speak what you hear. 
so that you can see what you say. If you will speak with what you hear in your spirit and keep on speaking it, you will eventually see what you say. Watch this. You may go right back to the same circumstance, but God's going to see if it changes your vocabulary. Some of y'all got a prophetic word from Prophet Ali on Wednesday night. And the problem was is when you left here, you went right back in the same hellhole, the same situation, the same drought of a marriage, the same disgusting of your finances. The diagnosis was still there on Thursday. But God said, I allowed you to go back in the same circumstance to see if it's going to change what you say. See, you got to understand, you will see what other people don't see. <laughs> see, the natural eye desires to see materialistic things, but the spiritual eye is built to see the supernatural. See, it's an understanding that there are people here, watch this, that we aren't worried about a bank account full, but we are absolutely consumed with the idea of people getting out of wheelchairs. Oh! We long to see our faith manifested. And I believe we are seeing it as long as we remain faithful. Lastly, musicians, whoever, kazoo players, you come on. I'm ending this thing. Keyboards, drums, tambourine players, you can all come. I'm about to shut this thing down. Stand with me all over the house, I'm done. Hallelujah. This is number five. Take a chill pill. Be in the faith. Don't worry about the future. He's got it. Lastly, number five, the fifth characteristic of faith. You ready? His faith does not quit. Faith always chooses progress. Faith always chooses progress. Faith always chooses progress. You ready? Even when you don't like the process. Faith, people of faith. That means you're going to face some adversaries. You're going to face some adversities. You're going to face some obstacles. You're going to walk through disappointments if you are a person of faith. But you know what the difference is in a person of faith? Is they have a different attitude. Watch this. People of faith understand that their attitude supersedes their aptitude. And their attitude is directly connected to their altitude. That it's not what I can do, but it's in the ability and believing that God is who he says he is. And when I believe him for it, he who is seated in heavenly places calls me to be seated with him. My altitude is changed by my attitude. People of faith understand that it's always attitude over aptitude. 
It's always the belief in what you're going through. What did we preach last week? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. Watch this. The Bible didn't say they got to go around the fire. They didn't go under the fire. They didn't go over the fire. They had to go through the fire. Watch this. What happens if you're a person of faith when God doesn't allow you to go around cancer, go under cancer, or go over cancer? What happens when you got to go in cancer? What happens when, when God doesn't allow you to go around the divorce? You don't get to go under the divorce. You don't get to go over the divorce. But you had to go in the divorce. What happens when it's in those moments that we find out that God says, I'm going to show you that I'm faithful in all things. Because faith people have a different outlook. No matter what hits them, if you've ever given up on a situation, let me tell you something. You didn't have faith. You didn't have faith. If you ever quit, you didn't have faith. If you're thinking about quitting now, let me tell you something, brother. It ain't a fruit problem. It's a root problem. It's not that you're failing. It's that your faith is failing. Faith says, nothing is going to stop me from what God said I can have. Every head bowed, every eye closed that's here this morning. I'm going to go back to my initial statement that actually I quoted the great evangelist Billy Graham when he says that the Bible teaches that faith is the only approach that we have to God. No man has his sins forgiven. No man goes to heaven. No man has the assurance of peace and happiness until he has faith in Jesus Christ. You're here today. And the truth is, is you've been through some stuff. But here's my question. Have you kept the faith?